Hello this is Meghnath from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It's April 2nd, 2020, day 8 of the nationwide lockdown in India and these are all the big stories of the day. First some national news stories. Before we begin let me just inform you listeners about the severity of the crisis we are facing at the moment. The COVID-19 cases breached the 1000 mark in 44 days which is from 15th February to March 29th in India. However, within 4 days which is between 29th March and 1st April, the number of those infected by the novel coronavirus has almost doubled. India has reported a rapid increase of 437 new COVID-19 cases between 31st March and 1st April. Yeah, it's bad. As of now, 50 people have died after being infected by the novel coronavirus in India. 12 of those deaths were reported in the past 24 hours. Across the country, there are now 1965 confirmed cases with a spike of 328 patients in the last 24 hours. The number of people who have been discharged after the treatment stands at 151. On Wednesday, the country recorded its highest single-day increase till date with 437 patients being added to the tally. Tamil Nadu is leading the spike. As per numbers on Wednesday, Tamil Nadu reported 160 people testing positive in a 24-hour period. The state has so far 234 cases. One death has been linked to the virus and six have recovered after contracting it. The sharp increase in the number of nationwide cases has been linked to a controversial religious gathering held by the Islamic group Tablighi Jamaat at the Markaz Nizamuddin in South Delhi. Thousands defied social distancing protocol to visit and stay at the 100-year-old complex. Overall, at least 7,600 Indians and 1,306 foreigners with links to the group have been identified so far. Testing and isolation of suspected patients has just begun, but the number could increase as states have launched a hunt for more infected members. 23 states and 4 union territories have worked round the clock to identify 1306 members of the organization from other countries since the markaz or religious center was identified as a novel coronavirus hotspot by the center data collected by the home ministry till wednesday shows that of them over 1000 have been quarantined 21 have tested positive and 2 have died Meanwhile the Delhi government concluded the 36R evacuation operation to remove 2361 people from the complex the operation began after 130 covid-19 cases and seven deaths were linked to the gathering of those evacuated 617 were sent to hospitals and the rest to quarantine facilities Delhi deputy chief minister Manish Sisodia said the entire complex has been sealed and will be sanitized The Delhi government has also said it will use mobile phone signals to trace the movements of those instructed to remain under quarantine. Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said the measure was temporary and that over 25000 numbers had been given to Delhi police so far. Delhi has 152 active COVID-19 cases with two deaths and six recoveries. Northeast India has reported 20 COVID-19 cases with 18 of those linked to the Markaz Nizamuddin gathering. Assam and Arunachal Pradesh have both reported their first coronavirus cases. In Assam, which has seen an explosion of cases, a 52-year-old cleric who runs a madrasa located 300 kilometers from Guwahati has tested positive for the virus. 
other states that saw big jumps in the number of cases were Maharashtra. The state reported 86 new cases on Wednesday to take its total to 335. At least 13 have died so far and 42 have recovered. The West Bengal government has quarantined 54 persons, including 40 foreigners, who attended the religious congregation organized by Tablighi Jamaat in New Delhi. Mamta Banerjee has informed the media that as many as 71 people from the state had attended the congregation. In Pune, a Baramati court has awarded three-day imprisonment to three individuals for violating the lockdown imposed by the government to contain the spread of the virus. The police have claimed that this is the first case of conviction for violating the lockdown order. Judge J.J. Bachulkar ordered that the accused Afzal Attar, Chandrakumar Shah, and Akshay Shah serve three-day imprisonment or pay a fine of 500 rupees each. Baramati's deputy superintendent of police, Narayan Shirgaokar, said, quote, The three accused were booked under IPC Section 188 after they were found roaming in Baramati city of Pune district without any reason, thus violating the lockdown and orders imposed under Section 144 of the CRPC, unquote. There has been an important development in the media space too which points towards the worsening situation. The Indian Express has asked its employees to take a temporary salary cut after the nationwide lockdown due to the pandemic affecting the paper's circulation and sales. The daily is also facing dipped advertising revenue. In an internal email to the employees on April 1st, CEO George Varghese called the current situation absolutely unprecedented. Chief Editor Rajkamal Jha and chairpersons Anand Goenka and Vaidehi Thakkar have taken 100% salary cut. Media outlets in India have taken a severe hit following the nationwide lockdown placed on March 24th. News Laundry had reported that 15 staffers at Pune-based Sakar Times were given the pink slip. In an interview with Exchange for Media on March 28th, Republic TV's Arnab Goswami requested his advertisers to stay by his side. You can check out more updates regarding the churning in the media world by closely watching newslaundry.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and you will not miss a single thing. Dear listeners, at a time like this, I would like to sincerely thank all of you who support newslaundry.com and subscribe to us. Your kind contributions and your faith in us is what is keeping us afloat. It is my humble request for you to continue doing that and I promise you, we will survive this crisis together. Here are some international stories. The World Health Organization has said it was deeply concerned about the near exponential escalation of the new novel coronavirus pandemic, with the number of deaths doubling in a week. WHO Chief Tedros has urged citizens around the globe to stand together to fight COVID-19 as we brace for the millionth confirmed case. He said during a virtual conference, quote, As we enter the fourth month since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, I am deeply concerned about the rapid escalation and global spread of the infection. Over the past five weeks, we have witnessed a near exponential growth in the number of new cases, reaching almost every country. The number of deaths has more than doubled in the past week. In the next few days, we will reach 1 million confirmed cases and 50,000 deaths." Since emerging in China in December, COVID-19 has spread across the globe, claiming more than 43,000 lives and infecting more than 900,000 people. The coronavirus pandemic has killed more than 30,000 people in Europe alone. 
Italy and Spain account for three in every four deaths on the continent. However, the virus is expected to gain a greater foothold in parts of the world that have not so far seen such large numbers of cases and deaths. Tedros has warned, quote, while relatively lower numbers of confirmed cases have been reported from Africa and from Central and South America, we realize that COVID-19 could have serious social, economic and political consequences for these regions, unquote. He also praised PM Narendra Modi for his efforts to help the poor amidst the nationwide lockdown. Taking to Twitter, he said, quote, Countries are asking people to hashtag stay home and shutting down population movement to limit COVID-19 transmission. These steps can have unintended consequences for the poorest and most vulnerable, unquote. He went on to praise PM Modi for announcing a relief package that provided food rations, cash transfers and free cooking gas. Tedros tweeted, quote, My appreciation to Prime Minister Narendra Modi for announcing a $24 billion package to support flag of India's vulnerable populations during COVID-19 crisis, including free food rations for 800 million disadvantaged people, cash transfers to 204 million poor women, free cooking gas for 80 million households, unquote. Now, I have some terrible news from the United States of America. A six-week-old infant has died of complications relating to COVID-19. The governor of the U.S. state of Connecticut has said that it is one of the youngest recorded deaths from the virus. Governor Ned Lamont tweeted on April 1st that the newborn was, quote, brought unresponsive to a hospital late last week and could not be revived. Testing confirmed last night that the newborn was COVID-19 positive. This is absolutely heartbreaking. We believe this is one of the youngest lives lost anywhere due to complications relating to COVID-19, unquote. Last week, Illinois authorities said they were investigating the death of a child younger than one year who had tested positive for coronavirus. According to the local media, that infant was nine months old. New York State, which Connecticut borders, has been particularly hard hit by COVID-19, accounting for nearly 2,000 of the U.S. deaths. Residents of New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey are among the millions of Americans ordered to stay home unless they work jobs deemed essential. The tri-state area has posted over 100,000 cases. Meanwhile, President Donald Trump said on Wednesday, the coronavirus statistics China was reporting seemed, quote, a little bit on the light side, unquote. His national security advisor said that Washington had no way of knowing if Beijing's figures were accurate. The comments came after a senior Republican lawmaker cast doubt on Beijing's data. Bloomberg News said a classified U.S. intelligence report had concluded that China had underreported the total cases and deaths it had suffered. The coronavirus outbreak began in China in late 2019, but Beijing has reported fewer cases and deaths than the United States, which now has the world's largest outbreak with 214,000 confirmed cases and 4,800 deaths. Trump told a daily briefing by his coronavirus task force that he had not received an intelligence report on China's data. But then he added to it saying, quote, The numbers seem to be a little bit on the light side. And I am being nice when I say that, relative to what we witnessed and what was reported, unquote. In another part of the world, BBC News is reporting that British Airways, one of the largest airline companies in the world, is expected to announce a suspension of about 3,600 of its employees. The airline has reached a broad deal with the United Union 
that will include suspension of jobs of 80% of BA's cabin crew, ground staff, engineers and those working at the head office. British Airways had said on Tuesday it was temporarily suspending flights from Gatwick Airport, Britain's second busiest airport, as the aviation sector reels under the coronavirus crisis. Everyone knows that the human cost of the pandemic is escalating. But the full-blown economic turmoil is yet to come. Stay safe, everyone, and stay at home. Now for some stuff from the stables of Newslaundry.com. For two weeks, ever since coronavirus became a thing for our news channels, the anchors have been surprisingly non-divisive. That didn't last long because on Tuesday, during prime time, our anchors went full bigot mode once the news about the Islamic congregation in New Delhi came to light. From calling Muslims quote-unquote corona bombs to floating conspiracy theories about quote-unquote corona jihad, they did it all. Head over to newslaundry.com and read Ayush Tiwari's piece calling out their bullshit. Another recommendation I have is a regular one. Apart from giving you updates on daily dose from around the world, we are also giving a daily coronavirus perspective on our website newslaundry.com. There are so many events unfolding at the same time, we thought it would help you make sense of them. Do check it out. I have an announcement for you. It would make accessing your favorite Daily Dose podcast easier through Google Assistant. You heard that right. We are now on Google's Virtual Assistant app. To enable Daily Dose updates, here's what you need to do. Step 1. Ask Google Assistant to play the news. Step 2. Go to Settings, click on Add News Source and look for Daily Dose. Step 3. Select Daily Dose and adjust the order if you want. Step 4. After doing the first three steps, all you have to say is OK Google, play the news and it should work. This can be a bit tricky, so if you have any questions, feel free to tweet to us on at newslaundry or write to us on contact at newslaundry.com. And yet again, I would like to thank all of you for listening and for supporting our work. If you aren't already a member of News Laundry community, become one today. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 